because uh, he's the only one who can do him right now. <laughs> and I'm doing that yeah. a lot. <laughs> when when are you not doing that a lot? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna leave that silence pause in there. I'm gonna leave that silence in there because mm-hmm. that's the because it's golden. It was. It was. A, it was a golden moment of silence. Uh, all right, so what happened to us? Episode quarantine three, two? Mm-hmm. I've lost count of the day, week. Uh, yeah, who cares what fucking day it is? I don't know. Well, we're sticking to our recording schedule. I've, that is true. I've seen about 50 different variations of people tweeting something along the lines of that today is March 97th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the month. Yeah, it's, and it's come from several people. Yeah. What are we going to do? April Fool's Day is going to be fun, though. Um, but somebody's going to fuck up. Somebody is going to do something that's very inappropriate, does not read the room, that is very poor time, poorly timed, and it's going to be real awkward, and I am here for it. Kind of David Geffen-esque, which I, I can't is like, I'm, on a, I'm, on, I'm quarantining on a boat, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. the ultimate, uh, like John, I don't know if you, John Oliver was on Colbert last night. He was a sta- like, you know, the two of them were just recording from their houses, but their interview was fantastic. And John Stewart, or John, John Stewart, Oliver was like, yeah, that was the ultimate fucking read the room tweet, like post that he just did not get. Nope. He deleted nope. it. He deleted the boat pictures, but it was that was the best part. It was it was like a stock photo of his boat. The the funny it, thing yeah, is, it was, it was like a drone photo of his boat. I went going. I went to his account to see it had been turned private. I didn't know if it was public beforehand. So was it? I don't know. Like, well, that's what what T, yeah, TMZ said. They were like, well, maybe he didn't realize that he wasn't just posting that to all his other rich friends. But mm-hmm. I don't. I never actually read anything about whether or not it was private. And if it was private, then somebody narked him out. Well, yeah. I, I, we, I, I think three friends of mine follow him that I know. So. Oh. You know. Really? Hugh has rich friends. No, no he doesn't. That was the weak. No. That's the weirdest humble humble brag I've ever heard. No. I have friends <laughs> I, that follow David because Geffen. I, <laughs> I went to look at his profile because of the boat thing. I wanted to make a comment about it. and Or I wasn't going to make a comment. I just wanted to see if I could make a comment about it. And obviously it was private. So then, you know, how it says who who of your friends follows this pe- this person. So three of three people I knew followed him or were somehow following him or whatever. So it must have been public at one point in time fair just my thoughts. that's another another thing oliver said he said if a, if a class war does break out over this then that was the uh, that was the first salvo david geffen started it mm. <laughs> it, it, it was brewing it was brewing but that's the one that that was the, the first gunshot that was the uh, christmas addicts getting shot in the Bever- the boston massacre that started the american revolution because there we go. the working class boatsmen have less shittier boats but can do more damage because it's like people who drive priuses they don't give a shit they'll run into your yeah. fancy 100 million dollar yacht so well i don't i don't know if you've ever seen videos but somali pirates have shitty boats too and they yeah. seem to get a lot a lot done with those shitty boats you know and all those rich mm-hmm. people being on those really nice boats they're they're easy targets for those yeah they are i'm yeah. not saying somali pirates should I'm, move but hey they're rich people on boats get, I'm not, a, and I'm not saying that anybody should do anything to David Geffen's boat, but I'm assuming that he doesn't have a lot of like defense mechanisms. There's no, I didn't see any armory on that. Uh, no helicopter on that boat. On that boat? Uh, I didn't. I don't believe that one. It's one of the most expensive yachts in the world. I don't believe it has a helipad. Gotta have it probably a has one of those crazy, the, you know, the, the super yachts all have those Bond villain things where like it has like a garage under it that opens up and like smaller boats. Those things are giant <laughs> Russian nesting dolls. Like smaller boats come out. Of them. And then a smaller boat, and then a smaller boat. Uh, like the uh, the the owner of the Jacksonville um, Jaguars, um, Con. I can't remember. Con is his last name. I can't remember his first name. He has a um, Raph. Ra- yeah, yeah. He he, he has a yacht. Uh, it's a it's over a billion dollar yacht called Kismet that they actually used. The, it was the villain's yacht in the the Ryan Reynolds had a Netflix movie recently that was sort of like an action movie. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. Oh, six feet or six. Yeah, it had a number in it. It was yeah. six or seven. It something was six in it. or nine. It was either. 
whatever it was, but it was like oh really it was something something like that. Uh, it's Shahid is the guy's name. It was a six six or nine or four twenty. It was something. <laughs> uh, but the, the like that's the yacht that the supervillain in the movie used is conned in real life, and his really does have four different boats within the boat, and it's seven seven stories tall. Like G- Geffen's is only like three stories. Little bitch boat. Six underground is what it was. <laughs> Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, that was the name of the, the movie. Movie, yes. Actually, very fun movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, I, 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 I'll, I'll see anything he makes. He's a, Netflix. He makes fun movies. So, yeah, that, that's my recommendation for movies for the day. Excellent. Uh, so, Bond villain boats is where we're at when it comes to this show now. It's better than last week. What was last week? So. Uh, when we were uh, getting into jam bands and whether or not the drummer of the Rolling Stones is alive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. How dare I? I got a note from uh, about the show, a, 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 a not retraction, but a correction oh. from a friend of the show, friend of the show Sam Sim, longtime oh. listener. Uh, okay. I don't believe he's called in before. Uh, Touch of Grey, they do say Touch of Grey in the song. I have not heard this song in 15 years, so I, I'll take her word for it. And even after she told me that, I didn't even care to look it up to verify that she was right. Now I am. She probably is. She is. She's like, you know, because she basically is the better research department we have. Although she doesn't, we can't, you know, Hugh is the research department in real time and he sucks at it. Yeah, I am, I'm not the best. Um, so she, she does usually tell me when we get things wrong. Oh, there it I is. Of course, I bo- of course believe her. Yeah. Every silver lining has got a touch of gray. It makes sense. Very few songs that even, the, you know, the, there are plenty of songs that you don't realize what the title is because it's not part of the chorus and whatnot. They very rarely don't have the name of the song in it at all. No, they use it once. So, in my defense, it didn't well, really. Yeah, well, I, yeah, still makes it, still in the song. You think it would be, I will get by, but, you know, hey. So. But, or I will survive. Well, I will survive. It's kind, kind of, of been used. used, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will get. I'm sure you. If people remember that song at all, like I said last week, I'm sure eight eight out of ten will will think that uh, I will get by. It was the name of the song. Because if you tell me, if you tell them, the, that, it, for me, it's just the skeleton song. <laughs> it's just they're playing in skeletons. <laughs> it's, right. a, I, it's the same way with uh, was it Genesis? Was it Land of Confusion? With where they use those puppets? Yes, yes, like, it is uh, Land like, of Confusion. For, uh, for I could never remember the name of the song, but you remember the Genesis video with the puppets? Yep. Those really the, the the really huge lips. They were so grotesque. Like it just was like oh. What was, was the just, TV uh, show that used puppets like that? What was the what? There was a TV show like a uh, in the eighties that used those puppets. That's yeah. where they got them for the music video. Uh, oh, I don't know. Shit. And they still they still used them on a Russian TV show too. I remember seeing something about that, and Putin hated it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is later on, but they like brought him back and they were using him in Russia. And Putin like was like, put the kibosh on that. Was like, nope, you're not allowed to. They had a similar look to the same puppets that they used on the dinosaurs show that on TGIF. But of course, those were dinosaurs, not people. Yeah, makes it a little easier to to digest. Somebody re- somebody reposted. I don't know if you guys remember or if any listeners remember the show Dinosaurs. It was briefly part of TGIF on ABC. <laughs> Friday nights. Yeah. It was funny with that, you know, not the baby, not the baby little yep. thing. But somebody recently replayed the last uh, few minutes of the finale. And oh my God, was I can't believe a show, a kid, more or less a kid show, because TJF was for tweens right. and teenagers. That show was, the, the show ended with the asteroid that killed them. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, that is depressing as hell. That's, that's like, window and there was a bright flash so all the characters on the show died right at the end of the show that'd be like full house ending with like an asteroid destroying san francisco have, like, you, have, but, you, have you seen the meme lately about like it's a picture of the of dinosaurs watching the, the asteroid coming to hit them and like kill them all and they go oh no the economy <laughs> and i'm like yeah exactly <laughs> like that's what that's what like so many people are like Oh, this is going to destroy the economy. Really? That's what you're worried about right now? Everyone's... Oh, God. <laughs> just like when anytime anybody says does something super racist, that's just, no, they're just, a, what is it, economically, it's anxiety over the economy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's like their, their excuse for racism. Oh, oh. oh. It's always fun. Dude. Oh, do you like, like my new boyfriend, my boyfriend bear? 
I like him. Very <laughs> nice. Cute. Very nice touch. So the, your your teddy bear has come in two weeks later. It's great. No, it just took him a week. It was oh, a week. Okay. Oh, it's the, it's yeah. the gummy. It's the gummy bears that are delayed. Her teddy bear came pretty fast. Oh, it did. And, and yeah, and it was a great surprise because they never sent me an email like a tracking email saying he shipped and all. And I was about to email them yesterday and say, hey, just just want to check in and see if he's on his way. And I, but I didn't have a chance. I got a box and it was him. And I was like, oh my god, this is what a surprise. And he's great because he's soft and he's cuddly and he 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 doesn't talk too much. It's wonderful. He agrees with everything I say. Does whatever I want him to do. Perfect He's the perfect man. boyfriend. Perfect man. Oh, absolutely the perfect man. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. He gives great hugs too. I got the right size. I got like the bigger size. This is the adult size. So he like hugs me. He looks up with me adoringly. Like it's great. It's amazing. I can see exactly what you're talking about when you said it, it was basically contoured for hugging. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crescent shaped basically. So yeah. That's exactly what it is. So it's like, it's perfect for hugging it like both like front ways and back ways too. Cause like you can sleep, you can spoon them and you can like hug them. So it's like, yeah, well, it's great. I loved it. That's I loved the problem it. with having kids or, you know, kids in general is they maybe what if they come out of shape that, that's not so ideal for that? You can't give them back. No. Well, kids are also like, like you want to give them a hug and then they squirm away and they're, they're like, you know, just like people, like they get hot and sweaty. They drool on you. That's why I like teddy True. bears. They're great. They don't do any of that stuff. So, yeah. And then also I can pet them, yeah. you know, and then they don't get upset like because they're like, oh, that's annoying me. I'm like, no, no. This is perfect. Yeah. Oh, I bet you could pet Hugh and he wouldn't mind that much. <laughs> but do I want to pet Hugh? Oh, I no, prefer I so. n- no, no petting, honestly, <laughs> yeah. from Stacy at all. So there we go. I don't think he's as soft as, as my teddy bear. But I don't have a name for yet, but it'll come to me. Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, no, no, we're not going. No, I like that. Tedman. No. Mm. No. Okay, well, we'll have something by the end of the ep- end of this episode. We'll see. It has to speak to me. It'll come. You know, it's just like, just like, just like true love. You know, it just appears before you. If you go searching for it, you'll never find it. You know, like a cure for this corona, for the rona. That rona. Oh. That rona. Oh, the rona. Man, dude. I uh, yeah. Oh, so I had I had a fun. I, I had a very fun uh, trip Sunday morning on my mushrooms. It was a great time. Highly recommend it. Even though good. you couldn't get out? I'm good. <laughs> what? Even though you couldn't get out of the house and like enjoy nature on your, your adventure? I think it matters when you're tripping on shrooms. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the bathtub. I think it was actually like perfect. Like, yeah. Like, I didn't need to go out. I, like, I had this great meditation. Like, I didn't freak out at all. It was like... Like sometimes, also, if you go out when you're in shrooms, all you want to do is get back in. Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Every, every everyone changes. Everything's different. So you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and I was able to sit on on my porch, you know, my yeah. my balcony, look out a little bit. Not that there's too much to look at, but yeah. But no, it was good. I felt much better afterwards. You know, and it's, and it's also it's like I did it in the morning, and then in the yeah, afternoon like it was kind of like do it at like eight thirty in the morning. I did do it at eight thirty in the morning. Because I wanted to be able to sleep at night. I wanted to like have like kind of like a regular day in that sense of like, I don't want to fuck up my schedule completely. I'm not a heathen, you know. I'm not a complete druggie. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like I wanted to like go to bed still at like a decent hour. I didn't want to be up all night because then then my anxiety would go back up. You know, and kind of the point of like taking the mushrooms was to like have a good trip and kind of like, like get rid of some anxiety and like kind of like deal with like realize that things are going to be okay. Like as long as like I'm chill and smart about it, you know, mm-hmm. so it can just relax. And so I did. And it felt good. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that probably, <laughs> that probably would the same would not happen had I tried that. You, I don't think I would not recommend them. Why not? Or, our our medical uh, oh, medical know, our right. hospital system are, is already backed up as it is. They don't need my ass rolling in there. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't think. I don't know how it would deal with your cocktail either. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we won't try it. I'll just uh, live vicariously through you. Uh, yeah. There we go. 
It's perfect. There we go. I, I was about to say, why why can't Nate do it? And then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, you're allergic to mushrooms. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case. I tried it, it once, told you. It, yeah. It didn't go, didn't didn't go, go well. <laughs> by the, uh, by Stomp. The, uh, the, you remember the show <coughs> Stomp? They, um, I was watching that. Are you allergic to that too? No, no, we were watching it, um. On the, like uh, for whatever reason, uh, HBO was airing. I guess they recorded a performance, and they, no, no, it was one specifically made for HBO because it was the camera work was not just being filmed on stage. Uh, they did a stomp special on HBO, and we were watching that, and there were a lot of like super close ups of the people banging on like trash cans and things, and um, it oh, freaked sh- me out. It really freaked me out. Hmm. So, um, and this was between my bouts of vomiting. So, um, my experience was not quite as fun as yours. Doesn't sound like. No, that doesn't sound like it at all. No. no. Although like I'm a dork. Like I like and, and I'm an adult now, you know, doing drugs, <laughs> doing hallucinogens. I weighed out the amount that I was gonna take. Like like I was like, I'm only gonna take a, like a, a, a gram and a half. Like that's it. Cause I'm that gonna lot. have like not a ton, like I'm gonna have like kind of like a, a mild trip. Like oh. I was like, I don't want to go not exactly. And like, I don't want to have like a bad trip or anything. Not that like, I think I would, but, um, but I was like, yeah, like, I don't want to want to do that. I just want to have enough to like have a good time, release some of the stress and anxiety and like chill out a bit and just, you know, be happy. So, yeah. So it was good. I, I think it was good. It was, it was, I'm glad that I did it. I don't need to do it again for a while though. So there you yeah, go. Be- same, same. Yeah. The, uh, the the way I, I don't uh, the way that uh, we did it was my friend actually grew them himself in a like styrofoam cooler, and um, rather than just gnaw on the the stem and the shroom itself, he blended them in grapefruit juice with grapefruit juice, and that's it. Like he didn't add other things. It was just mm-hmm. grapefruit juice and sh- these like mushroom stems, and so basically it was like drinking chunky grapefruit juice. Ugh. It was disgusting. Yeah. I eat mine in Just mustard. The, huh. What? Yeah, I, mustard. Because, you know, they taste so bad. But mustard is such a strong, like, yeah. bitter flavor, though. It really, like, counteracts it. But I, and I found that. And I did that because there was one time, this was back in college many years ago, I was at a concert. I think it was actually a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> Obviously. Of course. And we are taking them, but we didn't have any, like anything to like eat them with and so but we got a bunch of like uh, mustard and ketchup ketchup packets ketchup from ketchup yeah ketchup well you're calling ketchup so i'm just making making sure Um, that's that's my text is coming out okay ketchup packets from uh you know from the concession stand but like the 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 mustard was like perfect it was like i couldn't taste the mushrooms at all it was fabulous so it was from then on it's like anytime i have mushrooms i'm like let's break out the mustard and people look at me like i'm insane but then they try it and they're like oh my god i'm like yep if you hate mustard then obviously this will not work for you well i I love mustard so i'm I'm gonna try it let's see let's uh, (laughs) caution to the wind let's see what happens (laughs) oh also to to all the listeners out there just say no Yeah. yeah just say no this this podcast is a partnership for a drug-free America. Mm. So what's our take on everyone doing TikTok now? Oh, uh, God. I mean, I downloaded it again because I was like, fine, oh, whatever. Wait. We'll see. I'm bored. Let's see if I want to do some of it. And I just did one more, and I was like, oh, okay, we'll see if I do this again. Way to fall. I'm getting real tired. Of okay, people need- do that, um, that uh, was it Switch, Flip, the Drake song, the they change clothes i mean i I, the first time i saw it i'd never heard the song because i don't really it's drake right i have no idea song yeah yeah um i don't know drake's music really and i was like oh okay i get it the song's called flip or switch and they switch clothes that's fun and then like i once j-lo and and a-rod did it i'm like okay now we've gone too far i mean the only one i liked of that was the elizabeth warren saturday night live one with that um, one was funny that was yeah that was it's the best part about it by far was that Kate McKinnon could, she was trying so hard to not laugh, <laughs> which is weird because she is normally. Doesn't break. Yeah. She doesn't break because she's so well, but then again, to be fair, she's the one that makes other people break. Exactly. But, like, but just, I mean, it, it wasn't even, I mean, Elizabeth, it wasn't that Elizabeth Warren was doing anything that funny, but the way she was shimming was pretty funny. But what? like, but yeah, like Kate McKinnon was losing it. 
It was fantastic. <laughs> and it's it's so funny. Like I'm thinking, like they've always said that Lauren Michaels. That's the thing he hates. World is when is when the actors mm-hmm. break. Yet the funniest skits of all time are when they break. So I don't understand. It's like I don't. I get that he's more. He wanted to be more professional, but like that the, the Debbie Downer with Lindsay Lohan is the greatest skit that's ever happened, and that's because not a single one of them didn't break. Yeah. Like by yeah. The, by the end, Lindsay Lohan and Jimmy Fallon ran off ran off stage. They left the skit because they could not <laughs> stop laughing. And then that final, if yeah, if anybody remembers, it's you know the Debbie Downer skit, which she did again recently. Um, yep. And even Rachel Dratch could barely not break. And this one, she totally did. <laughs> At the end, when the very last thing she says is, and I guess just found out, I can't get pregnant. And it zooms in on her. It, like, it does that wah, wah, and zooms in. And she was laughing so hard, she fell out of frame. It was Horatio Sands was covering his face. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. It's, it is cla- it's like famous. It's fa- yeah. That break is famous. Famous. Lindsay Lohan, if everything else that she is quote unquote famous for fades away, she will still be known for being in that skit. And 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 the same. I'm oh, sorry, didn't mean to her. No, it's okay. I just did the same episode because that was that was literal peak. Um, Lindsay Lohan. She was promoting mm-hmm. Mean Girls at that, and that was the same episode where she played Hermione, with like where Hermione like had cleavage, oh, yes. like same episode. Uh, I remember even watching that and like, that's another one people, that's another skit people remember. So the fact that, I mean, Lindsay Lohan, it's a good claim to fame that your episode from what, 15 years ago, there are two memorable skits from it. And one of them being one of the most memorable, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's uh Oh, I mean, Jimmy Fallon broke on everything, but everybody yeah. else breaking was just hysterical. There was one where uh, Will Ferrell, it was like, he was playing the, 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 it was about it was about like the store guys, oh, the, guys like in where the he's doing the phone thing in the, the gap. And he, yeah, 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 and he yeah, breaks no, out the yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny phone. little phone. Yeah. <laughs> and and he makes Sean Hayes and whoever else, and I Jimmy think maybe Fallon. it was Jimmy Fallon or it was. Was, like, yeah. but they broke so hard. But watching Sean Hayes break because he doesn't break very much either. Not that he's like a regular cast member, but you know he's pretty good at like keeping it together. That tiny little phone, <laughs> they all broke. <laughs> so hard that was i remember because i remember watching that one live and just be like oh my god this is the greatest fun- thing ever where they did that really badly it was almost the same premise it was the old gap girls skits with uh chris yes. farley adam sandler and david spade oh, and yes. that one when, when when chris farley just ends it by yelling like oh, i'm hungry <laughs> the, other, the other two were laughing so hard <laughs> get off my back i will <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, well, this is if this becomes a podcast of, of a, like a permanent podcast of us recapping old SNL skits, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. maybe that we should. I mean, do there a, all, there will also ha- a top twenty five. There will SNL always have skit. to be a Stefan bit, though. Oh yeah, of course. Right. That, to talk about talk about breaking, but that was the whole point. Like he was yeah. supposed to be breaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, what were, you, what were you saying, Hugh? About what? I think. We'll, oh, maybe next episode we'll do like a top twenty five SNL skits. I'm not big into lists. It's, really? You guys can do that. You can, you, you, you can prove not, me wrong I'm, via I'm, our text I'm, messages. I'm, I'm not what you call a list guy. You, you are exi- He's a top five guy, though. Yeah. He's not a top 25. It's got to be top five. Today was the first time. So, for, I mean, obviously, anybody, the listening. Um, so for the last four or five days, at 9, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m., on the dot, I've been sending them just top five lists of just absolute nonsense. And none of them have anything to do with the others. This morning was the first time I forgot, and I didn't send it till nine forty-five. Oh no! And I haven't sent one. I haven't sent one since. But yeah, just absolute nonsense. Um, the nonsense yeah, is appreciated. Yeah. The the only two that had anything to do with each other is if you consider a top five Corey Haim and a top five Corey Feldman list because they're always associated with each other. Mm. But I made sure to spread that spread that between. I, I don't remember what like the one between. Three other was, lists. But, um, three other lists. But yeah. I can go start going It doesn't back. matter. We, I, we, did have some oh, contro- we'll we did have some controversy over your doctor list, though. I should have been more specific with... Because, okay, so I, I sent a list of the top five doctors of film and t- television. Yes. Uh, and it was a top five list. And granted, yes, yes, Stacey accused me of such. I didn't put a great deal of thought. I was out walking. Um, but but she commented... Okay, so my yeah. list so to, was number five was... Um, I believe 
Um, oh, okay. Well, I originally put Dr. Pepper on as a joke because you guys just love Dr. Pepper. Right. But, it, but my amended list was Dr. Five was Bones McCoy from Star Trek. Right. Number four was Dr. Percy Cox, who, if, you're not a, if you don't watch Scrubs, it's John C. McGinley's character on Scrubs. Fantastic. Who's my favorite, my favorite TV doctor of all time. Agreed. But then, uh, oh, well, then number three was, uh, was Dr. Mark Green, um, Anthony Edwards on ER, who, um, while not as funny, is just a all time great character. And his, the, oh my God, his death episode of, of ER, if you want to cry. Um, spoiler alert, he dies on ER. Uh, but it's like all the way in like the 11th season. So. You don't even remember your own list, dude. You had no. Dr. Mark Green as number four. No, he, oh, did, he, did I switch? He, no, no, no. He, he amended it. He said I this, but Dr. Pepper. the non-Dr. Pepper list. Um, and then so everything got bumped up with Dr. Yeah. McCoy being number five. Come on, Stacy, Stay with us. Come on. All right. Number two was Doc um, Holliday. Um, I'm sorry, Doc Hollywood. Excuse yeah. me. All time. Um, t- uh, that was another list I was considering as top five Michael J. Fox roles of all time. Non-Back to the Future division, because that's not fair. But yeah. Doc Hollywood was, his, I think, his best non Back to the Future role because that Ooh. movie that movie rocks. And then number one was Doc Holliday, which any iteration, like obviously Val Kilmer is the is the um, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but you know the the one that everybody aspires to. But so but if you what? do you consider an an opioid addicted dentist a doctor? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Of that making t- of sure that-, that dentists are doctors. Veterinarians are not doctors, but dentists uh, are doctors. A dentist in 1880s Arizona could, was probably considered at the forefront of medicine, yes. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Val, you know, so Val Kilmer is the one that everybody remembers from Tombstone. But under, totally under uh, loved, under loved, that's, I can't speak. You know, the, you know, whatever phrase I'm looking for. Underrated. Underrated, that was the word, is um, Dennis Quaid in, in um, Wyatt Earp. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, it was a, of course there. You know, Hollywood does the uh, always releases the two exact the two movies at the same time, like um, it's about the same thing at the same time, like Armageddon and Deep Impact. You know, we, it's happened a million times. The two street, the two Steve Prefontaine movies that came out at the same time. Oh right, yeah. They keep they um uh, what's it the Dante's Peak and Volcano came yeah. out at the same time. You know, it happens. It's very strange. It, it's always one studio trying to impact and Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, like um, you know, it's always the one studio trying to get theirs out before the other one. But you know, but you know, the Tombstone with Val Kilmer and um, Kurt Russell and a number of other people came out at the same time as Wyatt Earp, the Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt Kevin Costner movie. They're not quite the same because Tombstone was about like a specific month of Wyatt Earp's life, whereas Wyatt Earp, the Kevin Costner, was his whole life, but. Um, Dennis Quaid played Doc Holliday in the in the Kevin Costner one, and his was almost as good as Val Kilmer. And if Val Kilmer had not been in Tombstone, he would have been the best Doc Holliday. Hmm. But uh, but you know you get overshadowed when uh, you know Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Well, not just that the Tombstones I, are better. I thought about doing a type. What's that? Tombstones just better than White Earp. Oh, t- oh, Tombstone's a much better movie. The White Earp is it's not as bad. I mean, you know that was oh. when Kevin Costner. That was his era of oh man, we made this guy a movie star. His movies suck, but um, it was still. It, it still holds up all right, but you're right. Yeah, Tombstone to me is the best Western ever made. I know people are quite fond of the Sergio Leone movies and the, the Clint, you know, other Clint Eastwood movies, and, but I think Tombstone's the best Western ever made. Young Guns 2. Fight me. Young Guns, you're, uh, you know what? I will give that a 1 and a 1A. Okay. Way better than Young Guns 1. Yes. Because there was just no reason for Young Guns 2. Like young, yeah. as ridiculous as it was that they put all these like heart throbby young actors in, you know, in, in a, you know, it was basically it was it was a western for MTV. It was right. an MTV mm-hmm. generation western, but it was a true story. Yeah. Like the the um, where the it was the something county wars. I forget the name. Lincoln of the county. county wars. Lincoln county wars. Every like it was a true story. The the Tunston, the far the um, the head of the ranch, who basically the regulators worked for him. All it like, and he was played by uh, Terrence Stamp. Uh, Terrence, uh, Terrence, Terrence Stamp, yeah. Terrence Stamp in the movie, like, and, and all the characters, Emilio Estevez, the um, all those characters were based on historical characters. Doc, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character, like, it, it was a stupid played by like you know, teeny bopper. Well, they weren't teeny bopper, but you know they were heartthrob actors. But it was a historically accurate movie. The second one had, did not need to be made, except. Except that it had one of the all-time great songs from oh. it, uh, "Blaze of Glory" yeah. by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Which we... crap! I didn't even include when, when I was thinking of the best songs from movies. I didn't even include that. Well, now it's well. Yeah, wait, that, list you for up. Up. that list hasn't come out. That list hasn't come out yet. 
So. Okay, you know what? I'm amending on the fly because that was a that song slaps. It does indeed. Yeah, and and uh, although I will say that uh, uh, Young Guns Two did uh, tr- and it did try to you know it went on the basis of the conspiracy theory that um, uh, Billy the Kid lived until his 80s, like down in the like the in, it, the, in, in Young Guns Two is narrated by an old Billy the Kid, so it's acting like he was mm-hmm. never killed at right. the age of. 19 or 20 whenever he was killed um and it's act and that is a true conspiracy theory that actually you know was a thing so they they they, they, they went yeah. with that with that theory but otherwise it did not not need to be made what can you do not much i don't i don't remember uh where this conversation start oh oh the top five list yes so those were my top five doctors and then of course um we Stacey chimed brought in up, brought up that i missed doc brown which Perfectly valid point, except that I should have specified medical doctors, because obviously Doc Brown. Doc Brown should be one through three, but they never really specified what he was a doctor of. Yep. I assume engineering of some kind, but they never really spe- – did they specify? I don't no. think so. I mean, we don't even know if he was an So actor. he could be a medical doctor. He could be, or not a doctor at all. That could – I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, that's true. I want, that's, I'm curious. I wonder if, if to go back, if they specified what exactly he was a doctor of. Yeah. We should, we should ask. Ask who? Just Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> okay, you guys, anybody? Um, Rob, if if Robert Zemeckis up. <laughs> list, if, is listening, please um, <laughs> please DM the, the the pod Twitter account or or yeah. um, or Instagram or if any of our listeners know Robert Zemeckis. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> or, he has or, a doctorate he, of philosophy, so he's a PhD. Wait, yeah. Wait, Doc, Doc Brown. Brown has yeah. a PhD in philosophy? No, no, he, a doctorate of philosophy. That's what a PhD. Oh, Doc, uh, got it, got it, got it. Um, I, I just saw the PhD, so just to let you know, he's not a medical doctor. Okay, well, he's a fake well, doctor. Well, it was kind, of, we, it was kind, of, it was somewhat assumed that he was not a medical doctor, but yeah. And then yeah, so then that, and then of course, and then she brought up Doctor Doolittle, who, uh, well, two, one of two things, and again. I would need me to specify again human medicine, which I didn't really, I didn't really care about that that distinction in the first place because Doctor Doolittle sucks. Uh, the the character. I mean, I'm not a real big fan though either. The character is fine, but it's been it seemed like an odd choice for him to do post Marvel. But I'm not sure what he can do post Marvel that's not going to be seem strange because he's just Tony Stark now. Yeah. Um, but it, it was also released at a very poor time. Like it went up against another big movie on, on that particular weekend. I can't even think of what it was. But then, of course, Eddie Murphy just 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 put a big big tarnish on that uh, on the Doctor Doolittle character. Yeah. What Eddie Murphy did? What, so he two? wouldn't even crack my top ten. What Doctor Doolittle? No, 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 no. Like Eddie Murphy did what two of them, and then his daughter did the third one, essentially. And the the Doctor Doolittle oh, Eddie it? Murphy franchise. What, a, oh, that's right. You're right. I think there were two or three, weren't there? I know there were at least two. Was there a third? I believe there was a third where he wasn't in it. That's ah. I mean, well, there you go. Talk about the downfall of Eddie Murphy. There, there, that shift to Disney in those kid movies. Ugh. Well, it, as much as people, well, I don't know how um, Haunted Mansion did, but like, as much as people are like, oh, they, you know, they, they hate that Eddie Murphy went from very R-rated comic and R-rated film comic to all those family films, but the family films did very, very well. Oh. I don't, but I don't know about Haunted Mansion. That might have been a bomb. Oh but no! Then he started going super bomb because he was going with Pluto original Nash. stories like like Norbit and Pluto Nash. Meet and, Dave. Um, Clump. Meet Dave. Yeah, there were some, like at least with Nutty Professor and Doctor Doolittle, those were characters that already existed. And Haunted Mansion, he just it was just a ride at Disneyland. Really strange. Like of all the all the movies they've made from rides at Disneyland or vice versa, rides that were made from the movies. Um, what a weird one to pick, Haunted Mansion. They really should do a Tiki Lounge one. I mean, I agree. Why they haven't? Like, it, it, that could be made even adult ish because you just put through a lot of alcohol in the Tiki Tea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you just, I don't, you could make it a swingers club. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I don't think I appreciated the, tea, the, the Tiki Lounge as a kid as much as I should have. My, my, my brother, who is he's 18 years older than me. Um, so when we would go, like he lived in Orange County. So even when we would go as kids out on vacation, when I wasn't even living there, 
um, you know, he'd just sneak off to the Tiki Lounge. And, of course, I didn't know what it was. I, 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 it was something I didn't appreciate until much later. But, I, yeah, I'd, I'd watch a movie based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jungle Cruise movie's coming out soon with The Rock. Is it, oh, that's right. Is it, though? Is it coming out? I, I mean, well, it might be pushed it, back. That, that all depends on if, if, if cinematic releases are ever going to happen again. I think Wonder Woman's going to be the big summer release in August that people will go to. Oh, is that, is that not, that's not been bumped yet or anything? It, or at least, well, I guess if it's in August, August they don't release. have to announce it yet. Yeah, so that's the one yeah. I don't think will shift. It's the early mm-hmm. summer ones that are going to be. But do we have any summer blockbusters coming? That you can think of. Uh, well, fast no fast 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 nine was bumped to a year. Bond right. was bumped till November. Yeah. So I mean, they're not taking any chances, and they shouldn't. I mean, the no. the, the I mean, not that the, the movies that just got killed. Uh, that's poor choice of words by the virus. Um, by by the quarantines, like like the Ben Affleck uh, basketball movie. Like those ones didn't even. I don't think those would. I think was, that was just weird. That was a weird one for Ben Affleck to do. That looked like he was trying to like prove he can act which he, i think he he's proven over the last 20 he's fine i think he's that's fine like I, I think a straight to vod kind of situation for that movie helped that movie it's like it people did, are but it, mm-hmm. yeah but i mean that that's not what they were planning on no but but yeah like a couple a couple things got caught i think wasn't there a big disney release that kind of got caught too like was there something there was an animated movie um it's, it's, oh the trolls yeah world like, tour yeah. oh no onward onward the new pixar movie oh right. yeah it absolutely killed because it it like the court you know the stay at home orders are like came out a week after it kind of underperformed for a Pixar movie although I've heard it's really good yeah um it underperformed for a Pixar movie opening weekend since they're used to getting like you know numbers like Frozen like or or Toy Story numbers like you know hundreds of millions and I think it only made, whatever but yeah then a week later theaters are closing so it got killed and Disney's like well I guess mm-hmm. we'll just put it on Disney Plus I uh, was it. Emma, Universal decided to go ahead and release it like on Amazon Prime and stuff. I mean, granted, it's still like if you're gonna rent it, it's it's still like twenty bucks to like rent it. And I was like, I was like, look, I'd rent it. Like, honest, I hate to say it, like five dollars makes a difference. Like, I would rent it for fifteen dollars if I'm gonna stay home, and I don't want to rent it for twenty dollars. No, that's like purchase price because I can't have because I can't have friends over. And I'm not going to, like, get, you know, special. It's not like I'm getting, like, concessions and having the experience. So I was like, I'd rent it for $15 for myself to watch. But I won't rent it for $20. But they'll, they'll get the families of four that are like, yeah, hell yeah, 20 bucks. I would have spent 100 in the theater. Right. But, yeah, but as a single person, nah, Hey, no. hey, you're not single anymore. That's right. I do. I have my bear, my boyfriend you're, bear. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He'll watch whatever I tell him to watch. If you're if you were still on Facebook, your relationship status would have changed. If people, still, oh, I don't yeah. even know if that's still an option. On it Facebook. is. Is it? People yeah. still do. Ew. Do people still do that? It's so stupid. Well, people tend to do it for marriage. Well, yeah, that seems like a big one, but like, yeah, but go, yeah, going from single to in a relationship seems awfully stupid. I don't. Think, oh, it is. I don't think my typical uh, April Fool's joke will work this year. No, I'm saying that you're uh, married all of a sudden. I engaged usually is what I did. Yeah. I did it. I did it one time. Somebody, somebody might still believe you. I remember when I when I broke up with my long term boyfriend. I actually waited a while to change it to single because I didn't want all of a sudden all of the what happened uh. <laughs> like things because I was like I was like I've I've had enough of like having to explain it to my real life friends and like friends who I see you know daily i was like i'm not ready to like answer to the internet right now and i did it also sneak because you can hide your relationship status too so i quietly like hit it for a while and then and i actually i think and then i changed it to single but then just kept it hidden and then some people are like hey what's going on it just didn't trigger as because i was like i don't want to answer this stuff i was like I'm, I'm no, I don't want to deal with this anymore. It was like, uh, uh-uh. because it posts no. it to everyone when you change it. It's like, here you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't like seeing it on other people's either. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, uh, what if? And it's you know, it's not. 
it's not fun to certainly it's not a funny topic the uh, current disease ravaging the world but what if that was like your announcement to tell your friends and family you tested positive what you, is that you changed your facebook status as you're in a relationship with covid-19 <laughs> that, that was the way you announced it to your family i mean at least feel like somebody would appreciate the joke maybe not i don't know probably eh, never I know so. i think i mean i might appreciate that it would be like okay there we go i mean it's sad because it seems like it's maybe the stigma's getting a little bit less, but it seems like at the beginning, a lot of people were afraid who were getting COVID-19 yeah. were afraid to tell people like yeah. there was a stigma about it. Like it was like, Oh, you know, you have, it's like a scarlet C or something oh, yeah. like that. Or like, like having the AIDS and you know, back in the eighties or something, but it's like, dude, like you cannot help but get it. Mm, like yeah. you really can't like, it's not like you're a dirty person or you did something wrong or anything like, my friend in Italy who who got it and who warned me kind of early on, I think I talked about it before, he was just like, you have to assume that you have it and you have to assume that everybody around you has it. That's what you have to do to like keep yourself safe. The the only one that I know of thus far that's that's actually confirmed to have gotten from gotten positive gotten it from karma is Harvey Weinstein. Hmm. Like that one was hundred <laughs> percent like he, he deserved it. I'm not there's not a single well, I don't want to say a single person. Nobody deserves to get it except for Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and probably there's probably a few other people. I'm sure uh, many people in the United Kingdom would say Boris Johnson maybe deserved it. But yeah. Mm. R. Kelly kind of deserves it too. Well, had, well he's and he's been trying to get released on, on yeah. uh, home home confinement for I was fear about to say. of, of yeah. having it. But this is the thing. He lives in home confinement anyway. So that's the thing. Like he shouldn't. He definitely shouldn't be released because that's just going back to like the way that he lives. Yeah, pretty much. And and he he, he even flat out said he'd go back to live with Jocelyn Savage, who was one of the mm-hmm. one of the two women he lived with, and the other one got out. Mm-hmm. But the other like so he'd basically be going back to one of his victims, which yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, positive stuff. Well, there's not really a, a good way to speak about coronavirus in a positive light, no. Though, though again, again, it's not, again, not funny, no, except for people had some, you know, the, the owner of the New York Knicks, who if you, anybody in the city of New York would argue that his was karma related as well because he is universally despised. There were some good jokes. People got off some good jokes about James Dolan having COVID. And, and again, and I think people were a little bit lighter on it because he's one of the people who's totally asymptomatic. He's not in the hospital. Right. Mm. He's one of the people, he's one of the people like Idris uh, Elba, you know, announced he had it and announced that he's now does not have it. And he's like, I never felt sick. His wife like, has it Tom now had, too, right? They, yeah, they both, yeah. But they, I think, I don't know if they've both been cleared yet, but he said the entire time I was positive, I didn't feel a thing. Like at least Tom Hanks was like, yeah, I had a cold. Yeah. But like, so James Dolan is pretty asymptomatic. So people have been getting off jokes and it, they've been pretty funny. Like they're saying that, you know, not doing him harm, but a lot of people have made a similar joke of if James Dolan getting COVID ends his owner ends his his reign of terror owning the Knicks, then the Knicks should retire COVID's number nineteen, like and hang that in the rafters. And I'm like, that's a good joke. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, even if I had COVID nineteen, I'd be like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I didn't know the owner of the Knicks had had it. Yeah, yeah he's he's really is. I mean, I'd I'd say easily top two or three most hated owners. Oh, in, in number one in basketball sports. now. Yeah, after uh, after the what's his name? Donald Sterling. Yeah, Don Sterling sold the Clippers. Yeah. Mm. He he is uh, you know kicked out legends of the stadium. Had him like arrested in in the in the arena. Uh, yeah, really. There was this whole thing with yeah. um, oh god, Spike Lee recently. Which yes, Spike Lee gave up on the Knicks. Yep. Which what? For the season. For the no. season. That would be like that would be on par with uh, Nicholson being like, "I'm done with the Lakers." Although Jack Nicholson, in his sadly, and this is how this is why I'm concerned about him, is that he doesn't go to the Lakers games anymore. No, he's gone. What yeah. is he now? Like, Seventy. He's, he's getting old. He's getting old. He's what? What is he? Seventy six, seventy seven. No, I think he's close to my dad's age. I think he might be early eighties. Really. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I want to say that they were very close in age, and and I can't think of the last thing Jack Nicholson acted in. I mean, it's he. It's not the level of whenever you see anything like uh, see Sean Connery in a hot headline, you're like, oh no, oh no, like because you know Sean Connery's in his nineties <laughs> and is not in good health. Oh, he's yeah. eighty two. Um, you're right. Yeah, hey, he just has faded from public life. I don't think he acts. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't need to. No. 
Uh-oh. Same thing with Gene Hackman. Like, sneakily, Gene Hackman retired 10 years ago. Nobody noticed. People were like, I haven't seen Gene Hackman in anything in a while. And he retired, like, a decade ago. I mean... It happens. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, last thing he acted in was uh, 2010. How do you know? Which one? Uh, Jack. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. So he's been retired for 10 years, too. Go figure. So... Hmm. Well, we got Leo now, so like, oh, that's a good point. Winning. <laughs> good point. And there we go. But do we really need? I mean, we need Jack, but we don't need Jack. Well, we have we got we got Leo. We have Rick Moranis coming back though. Yes, very excited for this. I am very excited. He was he's one of the most. Um, uh, I mean, I. His, I mean, his retirement at the time. You know, he he said he was stepping away from films because um, to be around his kids. Right. And um, well, after everything that happened, it was. And yeah, yeah. And his wife passed from was it, cancer. Yes, it was. Yeah, and and, mm. and but but at the time you're like, oh well, first off, that's horrible because he he was one of those uh, like Tom Hanks, not Tom Hanks level star, but Tom Hanks level. Have you ever heard somebody say something bad about? No, no. Right. Like beloved, every movie he makes, I like. Even the small, even if he plays a small part, like I mean, he was absolutely the best part of Ghostbusters. Even as big as great yeah. as everybody else was, he was the best part. Hmm. He's the best part mm-hmm. of Spaceballs. He's the best part of everything. <laughs> um, like he, obviously, he's the best part of Spaceballs. But yeah, when he retired, and then he just stayed retired. It was like, huh, wow, that sucks. I guess. Uh, oh, Strange Brew, always a classic. Yeah, he did some voiceover work Odd. in the early aughts. So, and he's coming the, back for um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I believe. Yeah, yeah, this is the, he was he was in, what, this is the fourth film of the Honey, I Did Blank to the Kids franchise? Yes, because it was, there was, the third there was, one was, was Honey, Hun- I Shrunk the Honey, I Shrunk, honey the, I shrunk the Kids, Honey, I, we, blew, honey, up I kid. blew Up the Kids, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yep. And then I don't know what this new one is going to be, if it's just a reboot. or. And then he also had, uh, a lot of people don't remember this, it actually replaced Captain EO at Disney World, Disneyland and Disney World. It was Honey, We Shrunk the Audience, a 4D adventure. Or, well, just so, uh, just so you don't yeah. get corrected by Sam, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Oh, damn it. So. Okay, well, this is better than a Shinger Traction next week. Yes, exactly. I just um, happened to yeah, be honey, on the uh, IMDb of Rick Moranis to see... You know what honey, was going on? Honey, I, honey, I blew, was it? Honey, I blew up the kids or kid? Uh, honey, I blew up the kid. Blew up, it was a singular. It was just, one child. Yeah, it was the youngest also, one. Also, is the baby? Yep. And the the daughter in it, a very young Carrie Russell, played the, ah. one of his other kids in the movie. They changed. It was it was much like the vacation movies where every single movie Wait, was the she, kids they just was they she recast the, the kids. Or she, was she the love interest of the what? son? Oh, she was. No, wait. Was she the baby? She might have been a babysitter. I think she might have been the she babysitter. She was in it. She was in it. She I know she might not have been a daughter, but she was in it. Let's see. Uh, I'm glad that we're. I'm glad that these corrections are being done in real time. Mm-hmm. She played Mandy. Okay, so yeah, I think it was. I think she was the babysitter. I believe you're right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She was the the interest of Robert the Nick the kid, who was played by okay. Oliveri, Robert Oliveri. No idea who that is. That's well. Who played the youngest son, or the um, middle son? Oh yeah, okay. In the first, and if she were, yeah, if she was a babysitter, um, which again I don't know, I haven't seen it for years, but that would still only be the second best babysitter she's ever played. The first, of course, being her starring role in the Babysitter's Seduction, the second greatest Lifetime movie ever made. <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's called the it's called the Babysitter's Seduction. It's a uh, Lifetime movie where basic is the crush where um a young girl she's a babysitter she becomes obsessed with the father of the home who i believe was played by stephen collins who has been very canceled um of seventh heaven fame oh okay Um, and it's called the babies it's called the babysitter seduction and it's the second greatest lifetime movie behind only uh tori spelling's mother may i sleep with danger what about Mm -hmm. uh what's ben affleck's uh steroid one 
No, that one was pretty good, and so was the one where Fred Savage was abusive to Candace Cameron. I believe it was Candace Cameron. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, it was like a high school jock that was, like, abusive. And, yeah, there was the steroid one. There were some good ones out there, but you ask any Lifetime movie aficionado, as I consider myself, name your top two, <laughs> and they'll be either one and one A, uh, Mother May I Sleep with Danger, and The Babysitter's Seduction. <laughs> but don't you think, like, Stephen Collins being in the Babysitter Seduction is, unfortunately, hindsight being twenty twenty, uh, kind of on brand for him. Um. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, no, that's a good point. Yeah. No, which one's more on point, Poison Ivy or that one? Like when it comes to, ooh, that's questionable. It's a good question. Uh, I don't think Poison Ivy 2 or 3 play into this one as much, but just the original Poison Ivy. Was that the... Who was... was That that was Drew Drew Barrymore. Yeah, the second one was Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano was the second. Who played Joe... Who played... Fuko in that one? What? Because I'm just talking about, like, like Stephen Collins being... Like, he's canceled because of child pornography. Yes. And that's why, like... A babysitter seducing him is Tom on brand for him. Tom Skerritt was the father in that one. Ah, well, Tom Skerritt is a jewel. He was definitely acting there. Yes. And Sarah Gilbert played this daughter. Darlene. Darlene. Yeah. Darlene oh. Connor. Yeah, you know what? I, again, I'm correcting myself in real time. I'm getting it backwards. Babysitter Seduction was reverse crush. It was Stephen Collins was going after the girl. Oh. See, there you go. You're right. I'm, I'm, getting it, I'm getting it confused with the crush in my head. He was the predator. It's completely on brand. Yes, yes. I was, I, was on looking, brand. I was looking back thinking, because this was uh, Felicity era, uh, Carrie Russell, when she had the big, awesome hair. And I'm like, she was not very passable as, as like a, as the seductor or you know like seductress seductress that is the word like like she can't she's not passable as an evil character is what i'm saying like uh alicia silverstone pulled it off she crushed it he pulled it off (laughs) (laughs) good one you got one here you got one i got one the um and that that uh victory for me the, the the, the Chris Hardwick, um, his podcast with Carrie Elways that I saw from last week, where he was going through his uh, his filmography, and he 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 remembers very fondly the making of the crush. He was like, "That was a really fun one to make." I'm like, "Good. I'm glad he appreciates his le- you know, not lesser known, but I I, I expected the interview to be ninety percent Princess Bride, and it was not. Actually, in, I in think fact, the crush what, was what, such a what? breakout for Alicia Silverstone. It does have that kind of he will always be remembered for that role like much like princess yeah. bride so it's like yeah he's um that's true and the same same with um saw like he he talked to, about making saw to for a long time and be, the, there ended up being so many saw movies you don't really realize he was the star of the first one yeah because it just jigsaw the became the star of the, all the future ones but um like he yeah he talked about making that and like it's it was a really cool interview i i did not realize that, um, you know, much like almost all of our beloved movies, that how big a bomb Princess Bride was. Oh. Like, it did terribly. It did so badly. He said he couldn't, he, he didn't get cast in anything for two years afterwards. It was that, it did that badly. The first Damn. movie that they even gave him a chance of after that was Glory. Where he played uh, Matthew Broderick's, you know, the major. Right. He works for yeah. Matthew Broderick. He's like the alcoholic. That was his first movie he did after Princess Bride, and it was two years later. Wow. And so, like, he could not find work. And looking back, it's like, what? Like, we've we've talked on at length on this podcast about how how is he not a, a an enormous star? If you watch him in The Princess Bride, the man has charisma for days. Yeah, and it's like how kind of destroyed his career. That's insane, mm. dude. Good thing he, he dude, stuck through I, it. Like, I'm not into blonde men, but I still like I have a crush on Carrie Elwes, and always will. Like, oh man, and one of the most curious parts of the podcast if you do it's totally worth listening to because it's an hour and a half interview and it's 
it's you know he does the the best i think i texted you guys he does the greatest michael kane impersonation i've ever heard i've heard a lot of people do really good ones steve coogan does an amazing one that guy who's the guy that steve coogan makes the films with i forget his um, name rob um oh god why am i he's a welshman and this yeah, is yeah, and they, they, the two of them legendarily do amazing Michael Caine impersonations to each other. I've never heard one like Carrie Elway's. His one, it was perfect. Yeah. And, 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 but but the Chris Hardwick, with the interview was so annoying because Chris Hardwick's just annoying. I appreciate his, uh, his um, he gets so into it. Like he's, he can, you, lo- you can tell he loves movies and he just, he gets so excited that he keeps stepping over the people he's interviewing, but he's just because he's really excited about movies. Rob Bryan was thing, his but, name, by the way. What's his name? Rob Ryden, the the oh, one okay. who does it with Steve Coogan, the back and forth from, uh, what is it, the trip? Or the, yeah, I'm sure they it. did it in every that's single it. version of the trip. They did a Michael Caine segment, so that's it. But yeah. like specifically, once where Chris Hardwick totally steps over Carrie Elway's is that um, somehow he brings up just the ra- like Chris Hardwick brings up the randomness in Princess Bride and asks him how much of it was improv and how much of it was on script because some of the lines just seem bizarre. And one he specifically brings up is just went out of nowhere when Andre the Giant's Fezzik, was it Fezzik, I think, Fezzik, search, yeah. one? Does Wait. anybody want a peanut? <laughs> like, it, it just, it's out of nowhere. And, and, and Carrie Elwood starts laughing and starts to tell the story of where that line came. Hear him and completely changes the subject. You never get to the story. Oh. And it's like, oh, this is, this is infuriating. So, well, I want to ask Carrie Elwood now about that. I'd be like, here you go. Go to Twitter. Maybe we should be like, we will. No, we should invite him onto the podcast. It will be like we will just ask you a question, and we'll we'll mute Hugh, and we will just ask you questions <laughs> and let you talk. Well, here's the problem: I have He's... all the power. We will take it away. <laughs> Good luck. He had a great story about how um, um, the way he got which this this part of the story didn't make much sense because he said he couldn't get work for years because of how big a bomb was, but he also said that. One of the very first on-lot screenings of Princess Bride, Mel Brooks was at because, you know, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner are best friends. Rob Reiner directed it. So, of course, Mel Brooks is going to see an early screening. And uh, Mel Brooks, he said Mel Brooks came up to, uh, to him afterwards and was just raving about how it was the greatest thing he's ever seen. And he had really asked Robert Men in Tights, but that was like five years later. I maybe it's entirely possible Mel Brooks didn't have anything going on in that time in between that he would have cast him in. But um, but he was ta- he was telling a story about Robin Hood, um, Men in Tights, and basically like his line about where he jokes about how he, you know, unlike other Robin Hoods, he can speak in a British accent, <laughs> which was a total, total dig at Kevin Costner. And he said he ran into Kevin Costner at a party, and Kevin Costner stared at him and came over and goes, "I know what you said. It was kind of funny, but it was mean." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie always was telling a story. He was like, I was mortified. This is one of the biggest star- stars in the world. He was walking straight towards me, and I knew exactly why he was walking straight towards me. Because uh, I didn't even, at the time, I just, I didn't even think, you know, when that movie came out, I just thought it was a, uh, just a joke about how most Robin Hoods don't speak in a British accent. It, when I'm sure when I saw that, whenever the early 90s, when that came out, it, it wasn't, I wasn't thinking in my head that that was a total dig at Kevin Costner's, which had just come out like a year or two earlier. Right. There was another Robin Hood that came out actually yeah, was, during that it was time. Yeah, Patrick Ber- Patrick Bergen and Uma Thurman. Yeah, it was. Yeah, except Patrick Bergen is British, so that that doesn't really. So that work. definitely definitely was a dig because I think every hell wasn't even the animated um, Robin Hood Disney wasn't the Fox British too. I don't, yeah. I'd have to. So watch that was it a total again. just total it, dig. It uh, it was because it was because that that Robin Hood is such a big it's such a big one. <laughs> it was a big hit, but. His British accent, Kevin Costner's British accent, just comes and goes that, yeah. like the wind. And even when it's there, it's kind of barely there. It's, oh. I think I think that's why it's remembered so well poorly, but remembered so vividly from Prince of Thieves is that he just gave up on it halfway through. Which like he's just like, nope. <laughs> Christian Slater didn't give up on his, I don't believe. Oh, that was one was pretty. Yeah, there was no reason. There was no. There was no reason for. Well, I mean, I would Rickman. Well, the British people obviously had to have any British accents, but there was, I don't think anybody would have cared if all the American actors and it were like, I'm just going to go American accent, whatever. Nobody would have cared. Uh, Well, on that note, we're we're, going to leave this on a high and we're going to call it a day. Or yawn. Or a yawn. Von Stacy's end. Um, No, I was burping. I was trying to keep it quiet. Oh, I appreciate it. So, I'm a lady. 
before we before we leave, Hugh, um, I just I have uh, some thoughts on the LA Rams logo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need like t- ten minutes. Give me ten minutes. Uh, ten minutes <laughs> next episode. You know what? No, we'll push it to next week. Yes. It's, this is this is gonna be Matt Damon on on Kimmel. We're just gonna keep pushing the LA Rams logo to next week. It's not going anywhere. That's the logo and, uh, for a while. Yeah, probably true. Well, to all of you out there, be safe. Wash those hands. Uh, don't meet Stay strangers. Away from people. Yeah, don't meet strangers. Don't meet. Don't even meet your friends. We we're not even meeting. We're not even friends. 